Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about a real upbeat subject, guilt. What? Shame. <laughs> no, what happened is we're talking about we're talking about shame. By the way, uh, no, what happened is like at, as you were clicking the button or something. I thought of this earlier episode we did, um, and I was like, oh yeah, we did this show, one of the podcasts, early podcasts on guilt. Yeah, it was like episode four and, or something. Yeah, really yeah. early on, and then you had. Uh, then you started to, to record, and I'm like, hey, guilt came out. Whoa. <laughs> uh, anywho, but I don't have guilt about saying that or shame. Okay. I, <laughs> I could easily go back and just start this over, but I don't think that's a good idea. No, no. Um, you're a man of a little shame. Actually, when we were discussing, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I know that when we started, uh, before we were recording, when you first got here today, I... Um, I brought up the subjects, and you were like, "Well, I don't, I don't know shame in my life, so I don't, yeah. I don't know." Well, um, I was being a wise guy, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I've experienced my show of shame. It's too bad. <laughs> it's too bad Dave's not here today. <laughs> he would be a great person to have on this episode. He basically just walks around with that uh, person from uh, Game of Thrones behind him. It's do you know, probably, what, do you know it's, what I'm talking about? It, it's probably a wonderful, wonderful analogy. Oh my but God. I don't, I don't know that somebody with the like rings a bell and just shame. shame. I don't uh, know. Yeah, neither. All right, so neither of us watch Game of Thrones. You can send your hate mail to <laughs> to Ben, not Glenn. Um, well, so shame. I think opening up the the biggest thing to understand is and. I, I can't even say this without uh, mentioning her name. Brene Brown is just phenomenal. She's researched this for years and has extremely profound and detailed work on this subject. So, um, and she's where I got a lot of my deeper understandings about it. So, uh, you know, and she she explains that there's a big difference between feeling guilty and feeling shame. And I believe she says something like feeling guilty is saying that um, I shouldn't have done something or there's something wrong with what I did. That's feeling guilty. And then shame is saying that there's something wrong with me. So there's a big difference between those two, you know, and that's why shame is so dangerous because you actually start believing that there's something wrong with you and you're dysfunctional and broken and not good enough. And, you know, I mean, you start believing stuff like that about yourself. It's just horrible. I mean, you know, the, the, the blows that it takes on your self-esteem and, and things like that. And, and, you know, you know, we're just saying like, I have no shame. I have no shame. And as I'm talking, I just flashed right back to my entire childhood. (laughs) You know, that's kind of, that's kind of what, like I mean, I was in school, the ADHD kid that you know they didn't diagnose it back then. That I was just a big pain in the ass. I wasn't a kid with ADHD, 
You know, so I mean, every every year, every class, every day, I was it was Glenn. Turn around, Glenn. Stop it, Glenn. Stop talking, Glenn. Stop entertaining the class, Glenn. Cut it out, Glenn. And Glenn, okay, finally, Glenn, go to the office, Glenn. And um, it's do you you know you know what happens to somebody's self esteem when they hear when they're constantly being corrected for every day for 12 years over and over and over and over again it's just you know it's no wonder by the time i hit you know junior high and started having thoughts on my own i started going like okay well i'm obviously a dysfunctional mess i mean i i can't do anything right i'm always being corrected i must be bad i must be wrong why don't i just embrace that and go with it and that was the beginning of my end. And I mean, I, I literally remember consciously thinking that, going, I'm trying to be good, and I'm literally physically incapable of being a good person. And I've had seven years of school to prove that on a daily basis. So, okay, you win. I suck. I'm bad. I'll just be bad now. And I started being bad, and I found out I was really good at being bad. I was like, oh, my God, I should have been doing this all along. <laughs> like, I'm in the office anyway. Why don't I have some fun getting there <laughs> instead of trying to be good at the whole time, you know? So it's, you know, it's really, uh, I, I experienced a profound level of shame about myself, and it directed the path that I went for another 20 years. So, yeah, I might have a little experience with it <laughs> and what it can do. All right. On my end, I've never been ashamed of anything that I've ever done in my entire life. Your nose is growing. Uh, it's funny. When you were explaining yourself um, in school, I was like, oh, I see that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't that. think I, when I don't think it's too difficult. I literally got class clown and every grade like elementary junior high high school like every school i went to sometimes when we're recording shows and you and dave are together when we're not rolling i'm like (laughs) guys guys come on focus hey oh yeah like i've been an adult stop (laughs) stop messing around i'm horrible in classroom situations i've been an adult and really like focused on training (laughs) like really going like okay i really want to learn this and i have to learn this and the teacher starts talking and i'm gone man like 30 seconds in and i either need to go to sleep or entertain myself yeah one those are the only two options and it's (laughs) it's and i'm an adult and i really want i'm interested i want to learn this stuff and i just cannot do it It is, and that's the difference, and I laugh at it now because obviously I've worked through it. And but it's you know, when you're going through it, it's it's very it's very difficult. You know, that that level of shame going, oh, there must be something wrong with me. And I think that, you know, I think as a general rule, everybody experiences that to some degree just because of social conditioning, you know, domestication. It's like we come into this world from the other side, you know, of a pure love. And then we come in here and we're going, oh, everything's love. And, 
and my parents love me and everybody loves me and everything's okay and we're safe. This is just like an, a little adventure down here and everything's wonderful and God loves us and all this stuff. <laughs> and then we get born into this society that teaches us fear and this thing called time. And we have to do things at times and, and you know, don't like don't eat when you're hungry. You eat when you're told to eat and don't trust yourself. Don't trust your own body telling you when it needs food. You determine, you know, the people will determine when you need food and you can't trust, you can't listen to your own body. You know, that's just like one. And I'm not, you know, I'm a parent. Like, so this has always been difficult for me <laughs> because raising my son, me being conscious and awake, I'm constantly have having to try to figure out like what do I teach him and what do I not? There's part of me that wants to teach him like, no, it's cool. There's no such thing as time. You know, that would be, I would love to teach him that because he'd always be in a present moment, but you can't fit into society without understanding that there's a concept as time. <laughs> you know, So then you have to teach him that. And it's like, you know, so it's this dichotomy that I go back and forth with sometimes, especially when he was younger, you know, it's a little easier now, but, but that it's that social conditioning that we're taught not to trust ourselves, not to trust our feelings, that we're not good enough. And now, then all of a sudden, you know, we, we have to break out of that and find out that we are good enough and we are enough and we don't need to have shame and we're not broken. And, you know, that's, I think I just summed up the, the, <laughs> the whole thing about waking up. You know, that's that's kind of what waking up is, is, you know, getting rid of our shame and finding out that we are good enough. Uh, so if we're uh, that's ironic because of something that we talked about uh, right before the show started. I was telling you that. Um, yeah. To Right after I leave this recording session, uh, I'm going to teach my last um, improv class for this semester. Uh, to a bunch of middle school kids mm. and um, I end every session of improv with um, the, the big things in, in improv uh, for acting are uh, yes and so you have to agree to a situation and then you have to add to the situation right? and you have to be there for your partner and then you're not supposed to think too much about it yeah right Just you're not supposed to it. think you're supposed to uh Except that what the the thing that's going to come to your mind is enough. Yeah. So at the end of so at the end of every uh, session, I remind them of that. I thank them for coming, and then I try to impress that because um, I, I I didn't want to teach just an acting class, which is so like s silly of me, but um, I did want to teach just an acting class because I thought that uh, the the tenets of improv are so well used outside of it mm. that um th that I give a little speech about uh how the thing that I really want you to take from this class is that you are enough right you know you are enough as you already are you you are smart enough you are good enough you are funny enough you are kind enough um you can do whatever you want if you want to act you can go act if you want to be a lawyer, you can go be a lawyer or dentist or whatever. Yeah. You know, and um, that always goes over really well with the kids. They, they're, 
They yeah. look at they look <laughs> at me, but they look at me like no one's like no one goes out of their way to tell them this. Right. And a lot of times they don't because, you know, us is, like I said, I'm a parent, you know, so I get it. Like, uh, you know, there's times in my, and I'm a conscious parent, I think. (laughs) I like to think of myself as that. And I still catch myself, you know, criticizing my son, correcting. Because like when they're, you know, when things are flowing smoothly, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, good, finally. Like things are going cool, like, all right, good, you know, and you get in the flow and you're just going. And then all of a sudden something goes wrong and it's like, no, we, we can't head in that direction. We have to go here and you correct, you try to correct it, you know, but if that's, you know, if, if you're not living consciously enough and you understand that that's the only direction you give your children, you know, just constantly correcting, constantly correcting. It's not that we can't correct them. It's just that that can't be the only thing we, we do, you know, and the, the so, <laughs> so that's what I catch myself in rhythms of sometimes just constantly correcting. Fortunately, I think the the consciousness of me has has helped me explain things to him. So like when I catch myself in a doing that for a period of time, I'll sit him down and I'll go, okay, listen, um, I've noticed that recently I'm constantly correcting you. And I want you to understand that that's not because there's something wrong with you. You're good enough. It's just... You know, this is what I'm trying to teach you. I fell into the pattern of it. And I'll explain exactly what happened so he doesn't take it on him personally and go, okay, I'm not good enough. You know, so so, so I guess that's that's how I, I, I try to correct that situation when I'm when I fall into that pattern. But our kids are constantly being corrected. And, you know, when you told me you were going to give that speech, I was like, it reminds me of whenever somebody does that thing on Facebook where they go like, oh, if you could tell your, your younger self one thing, what would it be? And I always see somebody put that you are enough, you know, and usually multiple people put it. And it's like because as adults, we understand that that's a big deal. You are enough as you are, you know. So <laughs> what? I just... <laughs> Ben's laughing at me, and I don't know why. No, I just and harder than usual, so I need to find out why. I just thought uh, I would tell my younger self that roasted vegetables are delicious. Uh, no, you can't. It's not a lie. It is. That's not a lie. <laughs> I know. I'm I have. Kidding. I'm gonna give you uh, before you leave today. I'm gonna send you home with what I made for dinner last night. If you think that that's a lie, no, it's not a lie. Um, but I'll still take the stuff for for uh, dinner. Uh, so anyway, but the, which actually, by the way, I, I just made a joke there, but, um, that ties into some shame that I have, uh, the, the, that I've always felt. Uh, and my, my big question is, is shame, do you think shame is purely systemic? Well... Do you think that shame, because you talked a lot about how shame comes from societal norms. Yeah. And how, uh, so basically like society has put so many boxes in so many things. Yeah. That if you don't fit into every single one of them perfectly, that's generally where somebody's shame starts to come from. Right? Yes. Yeah, but it you know it's 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 really not that simple because like you can have 
you know, it, it depends on the parents that you have. It depends on, you know, you could have some cool uncle that that helps you with it. You know, like it depends how, your capability of absorbing things. Like, you know, like my my sister grew up in the same household as I did. And but she absorbed things differently than I did, so we turned out very differently in a lot of ways. You know, so it's like it 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 depends on like I always say things that affect us and who we are as people basically depends on two things. It's our experiences meshed with our personality because different people's personalities absorb different thing the same experience in different ways and we all have different experiences. So it's like it's how you absorb that, you know, some some people can be some people can bat it away easier. Some people are more sensitive and take it on. Some, you know, and like I said, some sometimes somebody's got a cool uncle, so that, that just says something at the right time, and they go, oh, and all of a sudden it clicks. They go, oh no, yeah, I'm I'm completely good enough, and I'll take what people say, but I'm not going to absorb it, and they just move on. And you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Like that, you know, that could happen to a six year old, and he could have no problem with shame forever. <laughs> You know, like no matter what society does. So you don't, you know, we can't quantify exactly what it is. It can be a mixture of things. It's just what we have to do is recognize it within us and see what it is and see how detrimental it can be if we don't deal with it. Because shame heads right in the direction of depression, which depression is hopelessness. Because if, if you did something wrong and you think that there's something wrong with what you did, that's guilt. You can change what you do in the future. But if you think that there's something wrong inherently with you, that can't be fixed, so you think. So that's there's no hope there. There's no hope for anything different. And that's depression. And depression is the lowest vibrating energy. You know, anger, frustration is above depression because depression, you don't have the hope or the drive or the energy to do anything differently because you don't think it's possible. You know, it's the so anger is actually a higher vibration because it can force you into change. So that's the the most, that's why shame is so scary because when you think that there's something wrong with you well then what like you know how do you fix that now you're depressed so so we have to when we see that there's shame there we have to deal with that we have to deal with that and get rid of that because there's no way we can be who we need to be carrying that around to me to me it's it's basically the same as prejudice like I've said in the past that you cannot be spiritual and happy if you're prejudiced against anything or anyone. You can't. It's because you're, you're just saying, you know, I'm better than something else. So you're separating yourself from the whole and you're, you're putting yourself higher than other things. And as long as you're doing that, it's going to block your spiritual growth at some point. And it's the same thing with shame. If you are carrying that around, it is going to block your spiritual growth at some point. You cannot continue being a better, more expansive expression of yourself if you think that there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know, so it's like being prejudiced against yourself. 
you think that there's something wrong with inherently wrong with you as a as a being and as long as you're carrying that you, you can't expand so it's you know i think everybody experiences it to some degree so you're in good company <laughs> and we can work through it it's just a thing it's not true there isn't something wrong with you no matter what you're shameful of there is and you know the i think the most common thing with shame is is like um child molestation you know that's that's just such a perfect example of shame and where it comes from and and how it's not true because most often a child that is molested thinks that there's something wrong with them and that's why it happened and it's obviously not true there isn't anything wrong with that child and it's it's not their fault that it happened so if so if we can see that if we can hold that up as an example and go oh okay so it's the same shame of that ch- that that child is experiencing is the same energy called shame that i'm experiencing well if there's nothing wrong with that child that experienced that then there must be nothing wrong with me because it's i'm experiencing the same energy and it's caused by something else. So I need, you know, so hopefully that can give you the 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 hope that you can work through this and get some help and and again, you know, if you're feeling it, get some help from somebody and uh and Google Brené Brown. <laughs> you know, uh shame Brené Brown and she's got some great free YouTube stuff out there that you can watch on it. So shame being the thing that you, so, all right. I just want to simplify this one more, one last time. Shame is uh, guilt is thinking that you did something wrong, right? Shame is thinking that you are something wrong, right? That, that there is something wrong with you. Yeah. Okay, and and shame is always a leading source of depression. Um, or not always. Not I don't always, know if I can say can always, a, but there boy, can be external factors. But it's a it's a very strong component. You know, oftentimes if you look, you're you're going to find shame in there. I don't know if I can say always, <laughs> but but if you uh, are well, obviously other things can lead to depression, but shame will tend to lead to depression oh, yeah. because if you're so if you're thinking that there's something fundamentally wrong with you, then naturally you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what what better to get depressed about than thinking <laughs> that you're screwed, you know? And there is no hope for the future. So yeah, that's that's the thing. So that's that's why it's so dangerous. We can't we can't think that there's something wrong. And it's, you know, and uh, I think subconsciously it's a little bit perpetuated in our society with this, you know, everybody walking around going, well, we're not perfect. You know, nobody's perfect. Well, yeah, we actually are all perfect in a spiritual mentality. We're not all perfect in a human mentality. Nobody's perfect in a human mentality because there's no such thing as perfection in a human mentality because everybody's different. I mean, but fundamentally, at your core, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So in reality, eternally, who we actually truly are as a spiritual being 
we are perfect. And that, if you know, which kind of leads into the crux of bigger spiritual teachings, which obviously I'm not going to get into now, but one of the core spiritual teachings is that you know we are perfection at our core we that's there's basically two of us you know if if we go i can't live with myself like Eckhart Tolle went through during his awakening i can't live with myself there's the i and the then the th- the person that you can't live with so there's two well which one is real well it's the 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 person thinking uh, the awareness that you can't live with somebody. That awareness is that that's truly you. That's your spiritual consciousness. That's who you are. And then the person you can't live with is your egoic self. So so those are the those are the two parts. The egoic self can never be perfect. It's just some mind made construct. But your your true self, if you identify with that as who and what you are, then you can see the divinity and the perfection within yourself. And then you don't have to feel that shame. You can understand that that's who you truly are, and then the rest is just a mind-made construct. Just a character in a movie, man. Whoa. Whoa, man. Whoa. Dude. <laughs> We're, it's What's like... my tattoo say? <laughs> Sweet. What does my tattoo say? Dude. All right. <laughs> And you can shut off the podcast now. Yeah. Um, we just referenced, um, was it Bill and Ted's no, Excellent it's, Adventure? It's Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Oh my god! I don't. I I'm surprised that you. I'm surprised that you know that movie. Oh my god! Yeah, come on now. I told you I had another life before this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were like I was those characters before. This. <laughs> you had to have been like 30 when that movie came out. Probably in your thirties, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't wake up till I was thirty-five. So, <laughs> all right, that makes sense. Um, all right. Well, so obviously, if somebody has shame, uh, it's it's something that is not an easy thing to shake. Yeah, it it takes some deep work. I mean, honestly, it's 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 not as hard as people think. Or it's just that decision that you know, right, We're that, perfect, and this is not something that's wrong with me. This is a it's deciding thing. to go into it. You know, that's the hard part because there's so much fear around it, and oh my god, and it's so big. But big things are easier to shift once you decide to go into them because there's not a lot of wiggle room. You either believe it or you don't. So if you go in there and shift your belief system, you can get rid of it fairly quickly. It's just, is it easy? No. Is it simple? Yes. It's very simple. It's just not always that easy. You know, it takes some spiritual fortitude to go in there. And, you know, it's, that, that's, that's what they mean by spiritual warrior. The courage of a spiritual warrior. That's what it takes to go in there and face this type of stuff. And it reaps the the most wonderful rewards. So awesome. Well, uh obviously if people want to um want help with dealing with this, yeah. They should contact you. Absolutely. I love going into deep stuff, man. <laughs> and shifting it because the rewards you feel on the other side are gigantic. So it's like 
it's it's fun blowing through something like this. I try to do this type of stuff in all my work. Find the core issue, deal with that, and then it shifts all kinds of symptoms on the surface uh, all at once, and it's really profound. So I love doing that. So yeah, of course, uh, reach out to me at glennambrose.com, and um, that'll do it, <laughs> yeah. I think, for the podcast. So thanks for listening. We'll talk at you soon. Glenn is available for life coaching sessions in person or via phone and Skype. To book an appointment or for more information, go to glennambrose.com, follow him on Facebook and Twitter, or click the link in the description of this episode.